Welcome to yet another show of White World Black Mom. So today I wanted to talk about something that it means a lot to me, but then it also doesn't. And it doesn't because (laughs) worrying about this is probably a lot more stressful than anyone would need as far as already having to worry about parenting and life itself. I wanted to talk about mom groups and what spikes this this topic for me is that although I, I tend to normally turn off those notification settings and not really pay attention to most mom groups, uh, especially with local ones, I, I'll turn them back on sometimes or I'll go scrolling through the group and I'll tend to look at relevant posts that you know are posting events that are kid-friendly. Um, I'll tend to look at ones that are talking about um, certain sales that are local to my area. So I'll do that. But scrolling through those pages, it really leads to, you know, stress and anxiety and thinking about whether I want to comment on a thread to respond to someone or not. There's just so much wrapped in to that. And You know, obviously, no matter what your ethnicity, race, culture, you're going to have anxiety in these groups, specifically because you don't want to be mom shamed and you don't want to be judged for any reason whatsoever. But as a black mom living in this white world, there's some added anxieties and stresses when it comes to this these groups. And I say that because although my family household might be seen as being more middle class, you know, we still have brown skin. We're still black. So to people who don't know us or have not heard of us or don't know where we live, we are still black. So that means when I'm scrolling through these groups and I see posts from people, I'm looking for a new neighborhood for my family to live in. Where do you guys suggest are ideal for a family with a husband and wife and two kids that are this and that age? And me dare reading those comments. The comments are usually saying, we live in this suburb, we live in that suburb, we live in this part of the city, but you need to completely stay away from that side of town because it's just not safe and not good for your family. And usually when they're making those comments, it's in reference to neighborhoods or areas that are predominantly people of color. So Latino, 
um, or black areas or immigrant areas, they're usually saying such horrible things about those neighborhoods. And granted, I understand that people want to be able to send their kids to schools that are performing well and that are aligned with their way of life and, you know, are academically up to their standard. That's fine. I understand that. But at the same time, by you making reference to certain areas or neighborhoods as being bad, you're essentially saying the people in those neighborhoods are bad. And although you can argue that you are not saying that, by you commenting that, it's giving the original poster and everyone else reading it an impression of that neighborhood. And the thing is, typically these neighborhoods are built on community and sharing and looking out for each other. And, you know, they have households with parents who are just ensuring that their kids are receiving the best academic um, schooling as possible. So why are you essentially saying that these people are bad or this area is toxic or just not good? And then the thing is, is you're not saying why this neighborhood is absolutely not good. And for me, that's traumatizing because, you know, these are parents that are parenting people, little people who are going to go to school or see my child in public somewhere at a mall, whatever it might be. And to know that you as a parent, these are your views and how you view things, you know, what else are you teaching your child and how does that interfere with, you know, the life that I'm trying to have for my family? So, you know, I could list off a million things, but I'm wanting to list a few (laughs) today. But other posts that are, are really concerning is, you know, when things happen at a place that's like neutral, like a, a major mall, and, you know, I'll give you an example. If something happened locally where there was a fight between two or three people at the mall, and a lot of the teenagers and people at the mall kind of ran away as far as they can from the fight. There was disruption, of course, because people are running. And when it was brought up in the the mom's group, they were the way they were talking about it was, you know, these are criminals. They need to, they all need to be locked up. Um these the parents of these kids are not doing a good job, they're gangsters, they're thugs, they need to, you know, be banned from the mall. And I'm just like, this was a fight with a handful of people. And yeah, there were tons of other teenagers there that ran to get away from things, of course. But the way uh, all these moms were talking about it, they were 
you know, calling all the kids gangsters and thugs. And they were basically demonizing them. And to me, that is, again, something stressful to have to read through because, you know, most of those kids were people of color and you're essentially demonizing, you know, these these teenagers of color and not all of them were involved in the fight, but, you know, yeah. And I think a, a te- teenager's fighting they they don't need to be talked to talked about in that way because you're you're saying because these kids had a fight there were definitely no weapons around they had a fight and you're saying that they deserve to be locked up in jail jail ruins millions of people's lives in so many different ways even when they're released you're saying that they are gangsters and thugs and that they're you're discrediting their their parents' parenting skills. You're saying your parents don't know how to parent and they're not doing a good job. And then, you know, it, it, it's it's strange. You're lumping all of those people together, but what you're really doing is you're talking about, you know, black and brown kids, all kids. So what that does is anyone who scrolls through these posts or reads, you know, or talks about these posts to their families, those other mothers and their families are getting a visual of these kids and it's, they're internalizing it. And we don't know how that plays out when their kids are interacting or in the same school with, you know, other brown kids, with brown kids, period. So it's it's a disturbing situation. Now, I was reading an article on the medium called Go Along to Get Along on the Suffocating Whiteness of Mom Groups. And it kind of hit a lot of points about you know, just the climate in these mom groups. And I definitely left the article thinking, okay, these spaces are definitely not comfortable, but yet, you know, they present themselves to be spaces for honesty, being non-judgmental, and just general discussions uh, surrounding parenting. And, you know, just as someone who occasionally goes to these groups, a lot of the topics are surrounding white issues and the white experience. And, you know, I'm not going to blame other mothers for generally only caring or discussing or bringing up topics that are relative to them and their kids. But my thing is when, okay, you leave that realm of talking about things that only have to do with you, but then you make offensive comments or post offensive things and 
you don't think about, okay, would I want someone viewing or thinking about my kids in this way or my parenting in that way? And it that's what scares me is that you're the people who are raising the next generation, but yet you're really not thinking about how your actions or your words affect other people. And that's when it kind of becomes thousands and thousands and thousands of people that feel a certain way. And for the five or ten black or brown moms that are in the group, like they're reading this and it just becomes an unwelcoming environment. Now, I remember the article talking about threads where people were discussing Halloween costumes. And, you know, a lot of the the mothers who are white, you know, were suggesting that, you know, Halloween costumes that depict Native people a certain way or are clearly cultural appropriation as innocent and not problematic. And the thing is, is that they're not innocent. I mean, Pocahontas was, you know, basically a child sex slave and she never got justice. But yet, you know, when native moms are telling you, okay, these costumes are offensive and they're hurtful and they're a reminder that, you know, Native women go missing or are murdered all the time today. So, you know, the fact that you can see these facts and see how they're affecting other mothers, but yet you're arguing as to why your child should get to embody this reminder Yeah, that's not welcoming. It's not welcoming at all. And the thing is, is when you start to have these conversations, people tend to write it off as you getting offended too easily or you using a (laughs) so-called racism card. And... Those thing when you say those things, like it kind of blankets everything, and it's it you're cutting off any chance of someone of color wanting to engage with you even more about this topic, so that you have a clear understanding and perspective, and you can hear their experiences. But by you saying that, it's showing that you're not willing to. And that's where the problem lies is when we cannot honestly and wholeheartedly listen to each other. And when we use or make these references or statements that are suggesting that, you know, our real experiences are not valid or shouldn't be contributed. You know, these are the experiences 
this is what history shows us and this is how it affects us today. But yet you don't want to listen. I think that's what makes a lot of these groups so suffocating is, you know, you have hundreds of people that might comment on the thread against you and how something like a Halloween costume could offend you. And then there's there's very little voices that are kind of showing solidarity in a way. And, you know, that overall is what makes these environments unsafe. And, you know, because people might see these things as being, oh, they're a bit controversial. The, you know, the administrator of the group might delete the post or they might, you know, not decide not to step in. And those actions alone, it kind of shows, okay, it really makes you feel like, okay, administrators and, you know, the other moms don't care about you and the trauma and how these discussions in this group are affecting people. So in a way, it makes me feel like being a part of these groups can be beneficial because you might hear things about local news or events that you might be interested in. But then again, it's for someone who is a person of color or someone from a marginalized groups, uh, these these groups are really unsafe. It, it's it's highly triggering. It's highly traumatizing, and it just makes you feel like nobody understands, and <laughs> it makes you feel alone. So all in all. There's so much a pet potential to being able to connect with other mothers online, no matter how you're parenting, no matter whether you might be a stay-at-home mother or a full-time working parent or even a parent that works from home. There's Motherhood is not easy and there's no clear blueprint to navigating it and to being successful. So it helps to have an online resource. And I'm all for people creating their own groups, whether you're a Latinx mother group or a Black mother group or South Asian or whatever the group might be. I think it's fabulous to have support but because we are living you know on a continent that is majority white and a lot of the culture and ways we socialize is very white so I think it would be beneficial if these groups were a lot more safer and it would be beneficial if mothers of color knew that these groups didn't 
reek of privilege and people who are just going to write you off or make you have triggering experiences, I think that would make these environments more welcoming. And for white mothers, I really feel that it would be beneficial for you to expose yourself to what other mothers who might not look like you be going through because there's a lot of benefits to how a mother of color might be able to cope with certain things and be able to kind of have agency in certain situations. And who knows, that might be beneficial to you as a white mother who might be going through similar traumatizing situations. And I would just encourage people that, you know, if you, if you are in these groups, no matter your color, if you're noticing that there's a pattern in how people are talking about certain issues in your local community, or, you know, if you're seeing that people are making reference to potentially harmful ideologies, then call it out. I mean, some people really actually don't know they're being negative or harming other people. So I think calling it out would be a step that we all can make. Um, I think if you're seeing that that one person of color is expressing themselves and having hundreds of other white moms just barking at them and uh, saying their points are not valid and whatever the case is, if you're seeing that happen, then step in and, you know, say, okay, well, this black person is going through this or feeling this way on this thread, then maybe you guys have to take a step back and look at how your comments and views are affecting that mother and their child. So something as little as that could make a huge difference. And often I feel like black or brown women or they can't they can't fix these white spaces. It has to be white mothers that do the work and it has to be them that you know that get to understand how these things are connected and to get to understand how they can help because there are tons of resources out there on how to you know be to build solidarity and how to become an ally. There's tons of resources out there. So I would encourage you, whether you're white or black, to keep these things in mind that we talked about on this show. And I would love to hear any knowledge or experiences or suggestions you might have about this topic, because it's definitely something I'm going to be doing some more research on, and it's definitely something that I would like to have a future show on. 
So yeah, please follow me on Twitter. Podcasting Mama, White World Black Mom. And please feel free to email me if you would like to connect. But again, please look out for episodes and I'm completely excited to share my experiences in this white world as a black mama. Take care, everyone.